0: Hello, and welcome to Mom Boy Book, where a mom and a boy discuss the latest book they've read together. I'm the mom Annie. And I'm the boy Bodie. And today's books are The Fourteenth Goldfish and The Third Mushroom by Jennifer Holm. So today we're going to be discussing two books, not just one. Are you excited? Yeah. Me too. So, we're going to be discussing the 14th goldfish, and it had a sequel called what? The Third Mushroom. The Third Mushroom. So, the story of the 14th goldfish, it's a a story about an 11-year-old girl named Ellie Cruz, and one day, this kid shows up, this 13-year-old boy, and he's grumpy, And and he's and he's on her doorstep and who does he claim to be?
1: Um, her grandfather.
0: Yes, he claims he's her grandfather, a famous scientist. Well, he thinks he's famous, a scientist with two PhDs that he always reminds us about, named Melvin Sigarski. But he's not her grandpa Melvin, he's a 13-year-old boy. What? Yeah, I mean, what? The? <laughs> so, what do we find out? What did he figure out how to do?
1: He figured out how to um reverse um aging.
0: To reverse the aging process. So he we went from an old man to a young, pimply-faced teenager who wears his hair in a ponytail. What would you do if your grandpa showed up here and he was 13 and he had a ponytail? I, mean, I, I honestly don't know. You're speechless. Are you feeling a little sluggish this morning? No. Bodhi, let's be honest. You had a sleepover last night. Did you stay up too late?
1: No, I'm just kind of sad that
0: he left. You see your son that your friend left. Yes, it is sad when a... It is certainly sad when a sleepover comes to an end, but I suspect that you are actually not not your perky self because you stayed up too late watching TV. Ew. Yeah, I'm
1: not, I mean, let's not talk about
0: this. Because <laughs> you know I'm right. No. Okay, so, and let's get back to the book. So, actually, we did not read this book. We listened to it on audiobook. We were taking a trip, a day trip to Kansas City which is about an hour and a half away. And we managed to listen to almost the entire book on the way there and the way back. So it was a quick (laughs) read, although we listened to it at kind of like an increased speed. So Mm -hmm. this was a quick read. And um, the grandpa, Melvin Sigarski he figures out how to reverse aging um, by using a compound from a unique... Jellyfish. Jellyfish um, that he names T. Melvinus. And then he creates kind of this, I guess potion for lack of a better scientific compound aka potion um, to help him reverse aging and he wakes up as a 13 year old boy and all of a sudden he can't drive and he can't get his you know money out of the bank and he can't get into his laboratory because he's not a senior citizen scientist all of a sudden he's a young man yeah so let's talk about the big questions here that have to do with science what are your thoughts on reversing aging? Should, should people do it? Mm,
1: no, I don't honestly think they should. Why not? Because... If... I mean... If you're old, you just have to deal with it and you lose so many things that you could do. You just can't do it anymore?
0: Like what? What do you mean?
1: Like... If I were to um, shrink back, I wouldn't
0: even be able to walk. <laughs> well, if you shrunk back, you're not that old. But if what if I woke up and I was like an eight-year-old kid and we could play together? Wouldn't you like that? Yeah. But But what? What's what that? would the drawbacks be? That even could not well, you couldn't control me, that's for sure. <laughs> and you don't think an 8-year-old would have any authority over you?
1: Mm-hmm. And you can't reach um, the button on the TV that turns it on.
0: <laughs> that would be the real tragedy. I couldn't reach, I couldn't turn on the TV for you. <laughs> I think that would be the real, real problem with reversing the aging process. Not that you wouldn't have a mom anymore, but that... You didn't have a tall person to turn on the TV.
1: And you're a teacher, so an eight-year-old teacher, it's just wrong. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, I agree. I think there's all sorts of issues surrounding aging that, that are a problem. So why do you think someone would want to, if someone who's getting older, why, what are the reasons? Why do you think that they'd like to be younger? So they don't die. Yeah. I think that's part of it. People, are you scared of dying someday? Um, yeah, they are. Do, do you feel scared? Like, do you understand that someday you'll die? Yeah. Is that something you think about frequently? Uh
1: uh-huh. I is. try not to
0: think about it. Well, I mean, well, I mean what
1: does it feel like?
0: <clears throat> I don't. I've never died. I don't know. But I think one of the things that people, ha- it's hard to think about, like, every person you know, every person on the face of the earth, the one thing we all have in common is that we're born and we die.
1: Mm-hmm. This it's, this literally the only thing It's probably the same. Yeah,
0: the same about everyone, no matter where you live, no matter where you're from, or what country you live on, or what language you speak, or what religion you are. The one thing we all have in common is that we live and we die. And it's scary to think about dying. Right? Yes. Because because why? Mm-hmm. Because
1: you can't move. You just, <laughs> I don't know. You're thinking
0: to... about like the physical aspects of dying. What do you mean? To me it's like I would I'll miss the people I love so much. I yeah. think ideally the way I, I would like to die is to be like an old woman. And I've lived a nice long life. And I've said I love you and goodbye to everyone I've loved and then just close my eyes one day and not wake back up
1: the way I do it is pretty much the same but I also want to live a thousand and (laughs) fifty
0: years like what was that guy in uh, uh, Harry Potter who had the the stone that made him immortal
1: Um, what was his name?
0: Nicholas Flamel yeah Nicholas Flamel well, I, it, it's tough to reckon with those questions. So this is like a little book for little kids that is asking a super big question, yeah. which is, should people live forever? Yeah. And, you know, I think um, this book was really funny because the grandpa, he couldn't just stay home. He had to go to middle school with Ellie. So. Yeah. He got into all sorts of situations at middle school. First of all, he was, like, super grumpy, and he wore old man clothes. Yeah. And then her friend got a crush on him. (laughs) Can you imagine one of your friends having a crush on your grandpa? That would
1: just be weird. Awkward. (laughs) Or somebody had a crush on my grandpa. (laughs) Max having a crush on my grandma. Ah, can you imagine?
0: (laughs) That would be crazy. Cray cray. Cray cray one thing i really liked about this book and i mean this is coming from like a teacher perspective but they talk about a lot of real scientists and they tell the story like part of this is the grandpa's a scientist and so he ends up teaching ellie a lot about scientists what did you like that part of the book yeah a lot what what why did you think it was interesting
1: um and what I think it was interesting is that um, they mixed, um, like, real, actually, history with um, fake, fake um, stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So they took real, factual, scientific stories and mixed it with this fictional story of the T-Melvinus and and Melvin Cigarski, yes, and like made it turn like a fiction story but gave it some interesting facts which is good because some people like fact books and some people like fiction books and some people like both so this is like a good way to mix both it's like you're reading a fiction book and having fun but you're also learning something along the way yeah. about real history yeah. I like that too they talked about some really famous scientists Jonas Salk and Galileo and and lots of different scientists. I really like the guy that um, did a bomb off of in Japan. Oppenheimer. Yeah, they really talk about Robert Oppenheimer. He was the he was the scientist who um, discovered the atomic bomb or invented the atomic bomb. Yeah. So that was a really interesting way that they that they bring in, and then it kind of encourages you to go. They tell the story a little bit about the scientists, but it kind of encourages you. To go look up more about the scientists that they were talking about, which yeah. I really liked.
1: Which, also, I really liked it, too.
0: A lot of the, the story about Robin Oppenheimer, I think, specifically kind of mirrored Melvin's story. Because this guy, Robert Oppenheimer, he figured out how to, how to create an atomic bomb like during a time of war a long, long time ago. And then his invention mm-hmm. ended up killing a lot of people. So, was it even though they were our enemy in the war he ended up killing like a lot of innocent people like children and people who weren't soldiers and I think the author kind of wants us to ask those same questions like would having a fountain of youth or a cure for dying would it help people or would it actually hurt people um actually
1: probably
0: Hurt people, maybe. Yeah, probably hurt. Well, can you imagine if no one ever died? How many people would be living on our planet? Oh. And what if everyone was a child and there were no adults?
1: Oh, then I'd just. Well, I'd take over Toys R Us.
0: You. T- <laughs> I think Toys R Us went bankrupt recently, so that might not be a good idea. But you know, I think the point is that it asks us to we can't just always automatically assume any scientific advancement is good and I think scientists also have to think about that like what are the consequences of what this discovery what are the possible consequences of the discovery because you know it's not always just like a cure for cancer is a great thing but what are the drawbacks and even though just like Oppenheimer you know his atomic bomb was a great thing because it's kind of like ends a conflict or ends a war, but it also kills a lot of people. So, you have to ask yourself: is the is the cost worth the benefit? And I think that's kind of what Melvin and Ellie are wrestling with with the anti aging: is the cost worth? Yeah, the benefit? Melvin's like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, Melvin really is like, we should do it. All science is great, and Ellie is Ellie kind of is a little more um tempered in how she approaches science but what I think is interesting about Ellie is like her mom and dad are both really artistic they're actors and 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 artists and she is a really scientific just like her grandpa she's not like an acting type. her mom's like the theater teacher at school and she's not at all an acting type do you what do you think about that being so different from your parents
1: I think it's um kind of weird why Because, well, um, it's just kind of weird that, that they're your parents and that, well... You think you
0: should have similar interests to your parents? Yeah. Well, don't you want to do, but don't you want to do your own thing and, like, be your own person, too? Yeah, I do. I really do. So... So, um, Is it a good thing or a bad thing to be like your parents or not like them? I think it's a middle thing. A middle thing? Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I think the 14th Goldfish, what I liked about this book overall, Talking, we're not going to give away parts of it, last week on our hunger games episode i feel like we gave away a little too much about the book so no one really had an incentive to go read it because we told them exactly what happened so let's not do that this week but let's say to people i do want to talk about the third mushroom which is the sequel to the 14th goldfish but why do you think that that kids and families should take their time to read this book
1: um because i think it's actually really really good in what way be more specific. And, like, um, again, I really like how they mixed science and fiction together. Yeah,
0: I like that, too. I also like the stuff about, um, I like that the grandpa was really funny. It was like, yeah. He was, like, he was, like, an old person trapped in a young person's body. He's, like, complaining. Ellie's mom was going on dates with her boyfriend. Because her mom and dad are divorced in the story. And she was going on dates. And he's, like, be home by 11. Don't forget to take the trash out. But that's not something you would normally hear from a little kid. You're not usually reminding me to take the trash out. No, it's more like Dad's reminding me to take the trash out. Dad's reminding everyone to do chores. Dad loves chores. Yeah.
1: Is he in love with
0: (laughs) them? Is he in love with chores? What do you think? He's in love with making people do chores. Yes, he is.
1: (laughs) he's
0: in love with it that's our dad okay so um on a scale of one star to five stars five stars being an awesome book that you absolutely can't miss one star being like the stunk big stinker what do you give the 14th goldfish
1: five i give it ten
0: you'd give it ten did you like it more than harry potter uh no I okay. Harry Potter more. <laughs> I give Harry Potter like a hundred. We should be like five stars is Harry Potter. One star is like this, yeah. the like the you know, the flu shot pamphlet at the doctor's office. <laughs> what is what is fourteenth goldfish? Mm fourteenth
1: goldfish is harry potter
0: you think it's five stars okay hey i'll take it i would give it four stars because i liked it i really liked it but it's not harry potter level amazing for me so let's also talk about the sequel to the 14th goldfish which was called what
1: the third mushroom
0: yes okay Okay, so we meet ellie and melvin grandpa melvin again in the sequel which is called what the third mushroom yes the third mushroom and in this sequel a friend of melvin's has sent him a new strange creature that he has found in the ocean um and it, it appears that this creature has the ability to do what
1: regrow body parts yes
0: regeneration and so ellie and melvin decide they're going to uh join the county science fair because why you're if you're a 14 year old boy with two phds why would you not get in the science fair
1: yeah it's just it's just
0: what you need to do it just makes sense man so they decide they're gonna do an experiment with fruit flies and in fact this one kind of fruit fly i think they called it a drusilla fruit fly i forget but it's a wingless fruit fly so they take the new creature and they they make this media this compound and they feed it to the fruit flies and what happens Mm. to the wingless fruit flies they grow wings they grow wings so, Ellie and Melvin are like... Are you making fart noises yes. on our podcast? <laughs> what the heck? Is this about when Melvin has gas later?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. So, they grow wings. And, of course, Melvin, since he's a crazy, insane scientist, he decides to... regrow
1: his appendix. Well, he
0: takes the medicine himself. And what ends up happening, he regrows what?
1: His appendix.
0: Yes. He does it. He had had his appendix removed... And so he takes the compound and it regrows his appendix. But it's in the middle of a very hilarious scene where he's on a date. Well, he doesn't really know it's a date with Ellie's friend, Brianna. And he kind of passes out. And what does the hospital tell him he has? Um, (laughs) gas. He's got the toots and that's why. But what the hospital didn't know is that when he came in, He didn't, they tested him for appendicitis and they're like, your appendix looks fine. And Melvin, when Ellie was close, she's like, what is it? And he's like, my appendix isn't fine because this time yesterday, I didn't have an appendix. It regrew because I took that stuff. So then they're kind of like freaking out. So what, so you know, what are the potential scientific ramifications of this new compound that they've discovered? And again, they bring in all the information about the scientists before. The scientists that discovered penicillin and like a whole bunch of other um, scientists. Mm, So, did you like that again? Uh The info featured about the Uh scientists. Why do you like that so much?
1: Mm, I just like it because... Good to hear facts and fiction
0: you, stories you are you always check out. I'm the school librarian at school, so I notice that Bodhi always likes to check out nonfiction books. You love real real books.
1: I mean, you always want to know what stuff actually is.
0: Hey, I don't disagree. You want, except I do always pick fiction books for us to read we never really read fact books yeah. so I'm glad we got something that mixed your interest and my interest together that was great Yeah. so anyway Melvin and Ellie they're going to school, they're living their lives they're doing their thing they've got this science project going on and then tragedy strikes in the form of a car hitting Ellie's beloved cat no. cat and at the same time, they oh yeah I know poor Kitty. And at the same time, they're talking about how Ellie's grandma had died of cancer um, a while back, and that Ellie's grandpa wanted to do anything he could to save her, and he made her go through all these treatments and all these different things. And the mom just wanted just wanted her own mother or Ellie's grandma just to die peacefully, but the grandpa made her go through all these like different treatments and stuff like that, and she wasn't really happy because she was sick and taking all these medicines when she could have just enjoyed the last days of her life what did you think about that it's pretty intense subject matter
1: yeah i i think that melvin should have just let her die peacefully
0: you do see i kind of i'm sort of like melvin i'm like let's just do anything we can to save her but if you think about like what does the person actually want it may not be like all the treatments. So then we've got the also the parallel story of Ellie's beloved pet cat getting hit by a car, and it's not dead, but the veterinarian recommends that they oh. euthanize it or they put it down because it's not going to get better. Jonas the cat is not going to get better. And um, does Ellie want to put her cat down? No. No. And I get it. Would you want to put, if your dog was alive and you could do anything, you, you know, to save it, would you try to do everything or would you just put it down?
1: What do you think I should do?
0: <laughs> what, I don't, I don't know. What should you do? I've actually been in this situation and I'll tell you what, with our old dog, Max, and then I'll tell you what we did. But you tell me. I know. What would you do? If your dog, Sadie, got hit by a car and she was dying. You could try to treat her even though she's miserable. You could try to treat her and possibly save her or just let her go. What would you do? If I could possibly save her? Yeah. And I would. Then you would do anything you could. See, that was the dilemma we faced with with our old dog Max is that he had cancer and it was really bad and the vet was recommending to put him down because he was it's going to get sicker and sicker and I suppose we could have searched out treatment and made him go through you know all these different treatments to not you know to have a really slim chance of saving him but we decided just to put him down so he would die peacefully I never agreed to that (laughs) I know it was a tough choice we didn't ask your opinion you were too small at the time
1: no I wasn't I was five are
0: you mad at me now that I'm telling you this Kinda. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you wanted to be included in that decision. But these are the types of decisions you have to make. Like we'll we we'll continue to have to make these decisions, especially in regards to pets. Because mm, pets yeah. don't outlive humans. Yeah. So you would have cited like the Melvin Sigarski method of like do as much as you can. Because you just said earlier you would let the grandma die peacefully. But now that we're talking about it in real terms with your dog, you've changed your tune.
1: Hey, um, if there's um a possibility,
0: then sure. Then sure, go for it. Even though you're not the one that's suffering through all the treatments. hmm hmm I kind of think you should let the person decide. As much yeah. as you can. I mean, with a pet, obviously a pet can't decide. But, mm. well, anyway, getting back to the story, Ellie wants Melvin Grandpa Melvin to give her cat this new compound to see because he has a spinal problem it hurt his spine to see if he could potentially regenerate um, the, the bone fragments that were destroyed when the car hit the cat um, with this new medicine and Melvin's he's not sure because Ellie thinks it's going to save him no matter what and we won't tell should we tell whether it saves the cat or not or should we save it for a surprise?
1: We should tell him. Does
0: it save a cat?
1: Definitely less than a tell him.
0: I <laughs> you changed your mind. <laughs> okay let's not tell him I I like that you decided not to spoil the book but anyway those are the big questions like should we do all we can or should we let people go peacefully again it grapples with death which is like a really difficult subject but also Ellie in another twist Ellie goes on a date with her best friend who is a boy named Raj the date is it successful No, no 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 (laughs) why not
1: because wait are you talking about the first date or the second one the
0: the well the first date is the gas date when melvin gets the gas and passes out and then they go that was like a double date and then they go on a date just by themselves and um was that a good date oh no 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 it was awkward they were trying to take a best friendship and turn it into something more and it just didn't work out. Do you have friends that you're girls, or do you have girls that you're just friends with?
1: Yeah, let's not talk
0: <laughs> Let's not talk about girls. Yeah. I'm just saying, do you see what I mean? Like, if you have friends that are girls and then girlfriends, those are two different things and try to mix those two things. It probably gets weird. Yeah. Do you want to continue talking about this?
1: No, I do not.
0: <laughs> Why not? does. You always clam up whenever you talk about girls and relationships. Not that you should have, you shouldn't have a relationship. You're eight years old. You absolutely should not be having girlfriends. Do you hear me?
1: Yes. Raise
0: your right hand and say I. I. Bodhi.
1: <laughs> promise to.
0: <laughs> You're not talking. Never have a girlfriend. <laughs> You're, you are not repeating after me want leave your poor old mother in the dark don't tell me anything uh-huh. oh okay so I won't
1: oh, find. i won't give you a hug uh, well
0: i wasn't i wasn't turning away your hug you grabbed my mic we got new mics they're pinned on our on our clothes here we're gonna give a hug and i guess i love you no they do. okay so let's get back to the story third mushroom again talks about scientists grapple with difficult issues of death And aging, the aging process. What do you give the third mushroom on a scale of one stars to five? Five being Harry Level Harry Potter level amazing. One being like the most boring book you've ever read. What is it?
1: Um first I should say the one should
0: be Oh, a one is and a five is Harry Potter? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That's a good scale. Four. F four. So you didn't like third mushroom as much as you liked 14th goldfish.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. yeah,
1: well, I liked um, the 14th goldfish more than the third mushroom. How come? Because um, they were way less numbers and. In the second title,
0: <laughs> that's a terrible reason. To, you just like the number fourteen better than the number three. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. that's totally ridiculous, <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I just don't want the the end of it. You didn't like the end. Well, we're not going to say what the end was. So, um, let's just say I would. I would also give it four stars. I would agree. I think it's they're a great sequel. We listened to them kind of back to back, so I was a little tired of this. I was a little tired of listening to them. And we did an audiobook. What did you think about the audiobook narrator?
1: I honestly
0: didn't think she did that good with the mom. Oh, with the mom character, I liked her, but since we were listening on 1.75 speed, so we speed it up so we can listen to it faster, and and so she kind of ends up sounding like a chipmunk. Hello, my name is Ellie. Ellie." And then, like your ears get used to it, but she still kind of has that chipmunk quality. That's not her fault. That's our fault because we're listening to it faster.
1: I mean, why did you even put on fast?
0: Because the faster we listen, the more books we can get through. Books, 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 books. I want to read, <laughs> read my whole bookshelf, which is um, like four books. Can you imagine listening on like 10 times speed? That would, be, that would be unreadable. Like you couldn't even hear it.
1: <laughs> so that's why you only did five? Five what? Five speed.
0: I didn't do five speed. 1.75 speed. So I listened to it almost twice as fast as the lady read it. You didn't even notice. You didn't yeah, say anything. I did. Oh, I didn't realize you noticed. I did well. Anyway, I like doing it that way. I think we should continue doing it because the faster we listen, the more books we get to read. Yes.
1: Woohoo! Thank you for listening to Mom Boy Book. Um, next week we are going to be talking about the Harry Potter series.